Well, hello, hello, listeners. You are listening to The Quest for 100. Uh, you got myself here, Justin, and my uh, partner in crime, Brian. Good day, Justin. Good day to you, too, sir. Well, uh, yeah, we're here for pod number three. Somehow we survived the last two. Um, we're officially posted, too. We are. We're official. Not only are we officially posted, but I just think... Well, you can't say verified, but we're approved. By approved. Apple. That's approved that's by a big Apple. Deal. Approved by Google. I, big I honestly deal. feel like if there's a bucket list for start a podcast, we can check that box. Yeah. Um, and there's only one other quest for 100, and yeah. it's a, a movie. Yeah. We uh, have to take them down. Yeah. Somehow we need to dominate the view. I, if or or maybe we can like work with them to we can pass view, uh, listeners back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> make a logo that's very similar for yeah. both. Uh, sorry, I do know we have we have one subscriber. Oh, I witnessed a subscribe button hit. Is that right? Yes. Um, yes. I don't believe it's me because I don't have Apple products. No, so. <laughs> no, um, I don't know if he went and unsubscribed shortly after I saw him, but. Uh, you know, he was interested to know how he he could listen, and I said, "Well, we're 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 on Apple, uh, the iTunes Store." So, um, did you? Where's your I just microphone? Had my mic on the other <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yep. that's a good start. Yep. Yep. That's a good start. Um, so yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we start how we usually do? Why don't you kick us off, Brian, and tell us uh, what's what's going on since the last time we talked? Oh, well, since the last time we talked, uh, not a whole lot has has gone on. I, I did go back to Enchant again. Yes, you loved it so much. <laughs> yes. that you went no, back. this time this time um, I had a, a friend who uh, was proposing and and wanted oh. some video of it. So oh, wow, um, went and shot some video. Okay. So. Very cool. Uh, it went off very well. She she said yes. Oh, good. Always important. Right. That is so, number one importance. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, over the weekend, um, I had a, a free Sunday, which is kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized I don't understand how people don't watch f- football all day. <laughs> I know this isn't a sports podcast at all. Yeah. But I just found myself. Oh. This game is almost over, and now it goes into overtime, and mm-hmm. it's almost the halftime of this next game. So yep. I might as well sit here and watch until oh, halftime, yeah. and then I get up and do some stuff, mm-hmm. sit back down because it's on, the the next game's almost over. Yep, that goes into overtime, and yep. then we're running into the the final game, and it it just it's, it's never a spiral. Ended. The NFL has done a, an amazing job of just consuming all of Sunday. Yeah. And especially on the West Coast, being from the East Coast, it was like, you know, we'd wake up, you'd go to church, and then at like 1 o'clock, like you, you'd be able to prep all the food, and at 1 o'clock, football starts, and it goes until the night. Here, it's like you wake up, and it's like almost the first thing you're doing yeah. is, is turning on football. Yeah. Especially we'll when we'll have to talk about that some other time. Yes. I don't understand how people lived on the yeah. East Coast and sports. and Yeah. No, everything. that's that's a conversation mm-hmm. another day, but... I will say that uh, I was one of the rare people on Sunday using my free Sunday uh, out shopping and doing house stuff. Um, but I will say that uh, um, the mobile app uh, that the NFL has allows for, if you're a Verizon subscriber, you, ha- you can watch uh, Red Zone. And Red Zone is the greatest invention of all time. They just just watch all of the good football nonstop for like six straight hours. It's, it's amazing if you haven't tried it. You're missing out, um, but yeah. So that, that, that's pretty cool. That's a that's a fun uh, just watching TV day. That's yeah. cool. Yep. Um, I uh, I did two things uh, aside from you know shopping and house you know all the renovations that we're doing. But actually, yesterday, uh, one of the reasons why we couldn't record yesterday, we actually moved our recording day. Uh, I went to go see Mortal Engines. Uh, screening for that one. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, it's a Peter Jackson produced film about these essentially these cities that are um, oh, they're mobilized yes. and London is taking yes. over. And yes. London is taking over, yes, and I basically the world is barren, and yes. uh, these cities have to survive. Um, and uh, it was – I don't want to, like, spoil things for those people who are going, and this isn't, like, necessarily a movie review, you know, that we do here. But 
I would say the world building in that, it was awesome. It was really cool. Like I've never seen kind of a, uh, uh, world building in that way where it was kind of like steampunk esque, but, um, you know, just these cities that open and close and collapse and, you know, consume other cities resources by consuming the city in general. And like, it's really cool. Uh, acting not that great and a little over the top uh and and the writing wasn't great so aside from all of that you know <laughs> it's uh it was it was visually appealing it was entertaining uh but i would probably give it a 2.5 out of 5 in my and and my that's uh, justin's movie review <laughs> yeah, for the just, week <laughs> hooray um so yeah, so I did that, and then uh, you know uh, the holidays are coming around, Christmas is coming around. So um, you know, I was doing a little bit of shopping and uh, trying to find the right gift for my mom. And uh, she runs a business in the Philadelphia area, uh, the Village Tea House. Shameless uh, promotion there. <laughs> not, mom, if not you're listening, so not not a sponsor. Yeah, real sponsor maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, so she is looking for some cameras for her uh tea house so we were looking at you know some smart security cameras yes yeah, security cameras um so we were looking at different you know um you know cameras that kind of can pull in on a dvr and like store a bunch of footage but also you know potentially some smart um cameras as well um which was kind of interesting to kind of go down the rabbit hole of of technology from that regard of what is out there because it can be very overwhelming. Oh, is that how you got to our? That's a little bit of how we got to today. our topic today. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yes, um, uh, from a fan perspective, because we never want to forget about the fan, and we know you're out there. We know you're the out there. Fan. The fan. This one's for you. Um, actually, I, the person that I went to the movie with, I don't know if he was the one that subscribed. But he did say that he's like, oh, so I was, uh, I was, I, I found this new podcast that was on, and he was on Apple Podcasts, and he found our podcast, and he started to listen to the first episode. Wow! And you know, I didn't like, I didn't pressure him to do it. Did, did he? Did you tell him we had a podcast? I did tell him we had a podcast. I said we're starting a podcast, and the and my friends were like, well, like, what's it called? And I was, and nobody believed me that I'm start that we're starting a podcast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you got to tell us when it goes live. And I didn't tell them, but he found it. He pursued it. Wow. I also think he's he's probably going to make fun of us, or me especially, obviously, because he doesn't know you. But uh, And that's his main purpose for doing this. So if you're listening, okay. if you're listening to this, Matt, uh, I was, well, enjoy. <laughs> I'll just say that. Hey, at least he's listening. Yes, at least you're listening. You're, you're one of the 100 that we're questing for. <laughs> yeah. Yes, one. One step closer. So, cool. Well, let's take, uh, since we, we kind of talked about our uh, topic for today, smart, smart homes, smart devices, uh, mm-hmm. let, let's, let's take a look at the news. In the news. So, uh, I forgot we had a music bit at the end there. We're still <laughs> learning. It's like, why are you pausing awkwardly, Brian? Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off the news here and then kick it to you, uh, Brian. But um, so in uh, I believe in Europe, in London specifically, um, you know, we're talking smart it's devices. Eating other cities right now. Yes, right? eating other cities. <laughs> what a world we live in. Um, no, so uh, I was, you know, just looking around and see what interesting news is around in the smart world. And um, one, so there's in London, there's these small. Well, it's not just in London, but there are smart lawnmowers. I never knew this actually existed. It makes sense because yep. there's yep. every other smart device you can think of. But they have, uh, you know, what they're calling robot lawnmowers, but essentially yep. smart lawnmowers that will go and cut your lawn, you know, on a timer or you know, just ride around, basically like a Roomba. It's a Roomba. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I saw I saw a couple in uh, Scotland when I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is something that's apparently pretty big in Europe, and it's one of the higher or top products that they have in the smart industry of just mowing the lawns. And now they, one of the things that they are finding, and this is where that news article kind of popped up was that, uh, there's kind of an outroar on these lawnmowers is because there's a lot of hedgehogs in the area. And when a hedgehog, uh, will, you know, it feels threatened or something, it will, it, it won't like burrow itself or anything. It just curls into a ball. And so these lawnmower or these like automated, you know, smart lawnmowers are going and like 
killing and hurting these hedgehogs really? all over the place. Interesting. And, and so there's there's kind of an outroar, you know, in that area, certainly of um, environmentalists and, and animal activists um, that are like, hey, like, like this can't, you know, they're losing limbs. They're, you know, it's it's not good. Um, and uh, so they're like looking into ways to to better improve the products. And you know, that's obviously a little bit, you know, morbid from a hedgehog standpoint. Um, and certainly from an animal, you never want to do that. But it is interesting. You know, this is how this is how smart devices, how all technology works. Where it's like, hey, this doesn't work in some capacity, and trying to find uh, yeah. ways around need, that need some type of yeah workaround or, or uh, automation to to make sure that that it doesn't kill these yeah. hedgehogs right yeah so i thought that was kind of i'm surprised funny. it doesn't have like some sensor that it uh you know will stop or right. if there's not if it's not grass that it's running up into mm-hmm. you know some pressure right or resistance it's not just stopping there yeah yeah that was a surprise to me as well and and that's what they were saying i, I think is this next step for these lawnmowers is to find um, a way to whether it's like, you know, almost push whatever the thing is out of the way and mm-hmm. to do it. And I think, you know, the biggest difference is, you know, a lawnmower versus like a vacuum is a vacuum just has the bristles that are just spinning and it's not going to hurt anything aside mm-hmm. from maybe an annoyance of something. But um, but a lawnmower has blades. So, mm-hmm. you know, if something's yeah. there, you, you would hope to. I mean. I mean, there hasn't been any human-related instances, but like, if there's a kid out there and the things like going towards it, I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So I do remember we've seen warning signs around yeah. the the lawn area that okay. that these uh, lawnmowers were in, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't remember exactly what they said, but it definitely said this you know lawn area yeah. is uh, cut by a automated mowing device or whatever, something like that. So. Yeah. I'm surprised that we don't have more of them here. I, that's why I, as you know, someone as we'll find through this podcast is that, you know, I'm not like, you know, I, I wonder if that has to do with the, so, you know, in the United States, just it's a expansive area as opposed to, you know, London, a lot of the, and even Scotland, you know, in the cities, you're a lot more confined um, you know, smaller yards, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, in the States where this is applicable may not, you know, New York City, well, not people in New York sure. City don't necessarily have lawns, right? Right. Um, you know, and and even when you get outside of that, it's, it's more expansive mm-hmm. areas, yeah. you know, um, like if I think about my house, uh, I have... Uh, I mean, the house is two thousand square feet, and I think it sits on a on a quarter acre lot. Okay, um, half acre. I don't know. A- anyways, the lawn's not huge, mm-hmm. um, but I I would have a front and a backyard, right? So sure. how would the and on the other side of the um, driveway, you know? Yeah. So it's not reasonable to yeah. have a automated you know, robot doing this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, I would say the reason I haven't bought a Roomba is like, I have two, you know, two levels of my house. Mm-hmm. I also have, you know, wood floors, tile floors, mm-hmm. carpet, carpet of varying, yep. you know, yep. length. So it's like, yeah, to but, adjust to that. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess, you know, wherever you are, you know, from you know, if you're in Arizona, maybe you don't have grass to even cut. Right. You know, but I I right. do think that from a you know America in general is is going. You know, you could argue that it's it's lazier, but I think you know it's being more eco friendly and and also more efficient is yeah. kind of the vibe. And so, why wouldn't we have more of these? And maybe, maybe well, there is a market. And, and you're that also I don't talking know, but... you're talking the public spaces really like right because I'm assuming these are. These are at least in Scotland. This was like a, a park that I oh, saw. Okay. It wasn't necessarily an individual's home that okay. had it. So you know, our parks are, you know, when we have parks, they're pretty massive. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, but that that, uh, yeah, it, it is an interesting topic to to understand why you know we have Silicon Valley and and maybe they do have them in Silicon yeah. Valley and and we're just not aware of them. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, that that's that's kind of an inter- interesting thought. Mm-hmm. You know, for my my little bit of news, uh, I I kind of went back the the. the the most interesting piece of news that I found was actually from August. Oh, okay. um, and I, and so it's not necessarily in the news. <laughs> in the news, <laughs> but I didn't know about it, so I, I. So no one knows about it. Well, you know, if you know about it, then <laughs> I'll be then shocked. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. St. Louis University uh, this year, when when all the uh, the students came back. Uh, they deployed 2,300 Amazon Echo Dots smart speakers in the in the students' dorms. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? In the news. Why? Uh, it it basically helped with communicating, um, you know, information about the school, um, that kind of stuff to the students. So it it almost became a I guess a message system to them. Huh. Um, yeah, which, which I thought was very interesting because you only really have uh, about you know seven thousand students, uh, right? And how many did they buy? Two thousand three hundred. So you're probably talking every freshman in the dorms um, gets a gets an Amazon Echo. Wow that that's that's a pretty cool investment. Um, I just ran the numbers. That's seventy thousand dollars. About, I'm sure they got a, a business rate or something. But yeah, and a dot is like thirty bucks just to have, you know, in every single dorm is that's pretty cool. I'm yeah, and so obviously they is. they um, you know programmed a lot of things into the um, the Echo Dot and you know questions about the school and oh cool that type of stuff. I've seen that a lot with hotels now. They've yeah. they've started to put in you know Alexa. I didn't know you could do the, that. Yeah, can so, you program? Like, do you have to work with Amazon? To, I'm, I'm not huh. in that tech industry. I kind of want to so. do that for my house. Like, wouldn't that be cool if you could be like, if you could be like, yeah, if you have any questions about my house while you're over, just <laughs> ask Alexa and she'll tell you like the house was built in 1969. I'm sure you probably could tell Alexa to remember that for you. I want to do that right away because because all the all the hotels I I've a lot of the hotels I've gone to that have them they they'll say a list of questions that you can ask. Hmm. Why they didn't like if you're reading the the questions that you can ask, what you obviously are reading that, so thus you could read what the actual sure. like, time that the pool closed. It, I honestly feel like that's probably more of a gimmick. Um, yeah. to be like, oh look, we're so tech savvy, and we got Alexa, and you can ask it questions. It is funny that you, yeah, that you put it that way. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you got to read how to use it before you yeah. actually use it. And, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes but, that makes sense, huh? Yeah. So that's that's my little bit of news. Okay. So since since you didn't know that, I guess I was dropping a little knowledge on you. You were dropping knowledge on me, Brian. So let's let's go into dropping some knowledge. Knowledge. You know, I think the interesting thing about uh, smart homes and, and home automation is is especially for our generation is the fact that the idea of of home automation has been around for so long that some of the things that are home automated we don't even take for granted anymore mm-hmm. yeah. um, things like you know all your appliances being mm-hmm. able to set your washer and dryer to you know a specific time and yep. Set your dishwasher to a specific time. Mm-hmm. Set your lights, you know, very rudimentary, mm-hmm. but setting your lights to a specific time, yep. you know, in, in the wall, yep. even your thermostat. You know, those are some of the very basic things. Um, and really when that started was the 19, uh, 1970s. Okay. So um, a automation network technology called X10 was developed. Oh, X10. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, know X, X9? No, uh, yeah, I knew 9. I, but that <laughs> was just a prototype. But. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, X10 was, was a communication protocol for uh, electronic devices. So, you know, whether it be a power switch and just telling, 
oh, lights go on, lights go off at this specific mm-hmm. time. Very sim- similar to, um, you know, some of the um, uh, old school uh, wall timers that you plug into the wall mm-hmm. and then they tick, 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 yeah. tick, 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 yeah. tick. Um, you know, that's obviously the, the initial um, home automation, but that it kind of has developed from there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, I think, take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I'm able to turn on my lights, um, you know, at sunset. And somehow my little, you know, wall switch knows, oh, it's, you know, uh, December 12th and the sun sets at this time. Yeah. Because it's December cool. 12th in 2018. Mm-hmm. And how it knows that, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's built into this home automation which is super simple Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily, I guess you could say it's a smart device, but like this was kind of beef, you know, these were built before smart devices really were a thing. So it was a precursor. Yeah. No, it's interesting because, um, you know, you, I think you said it perfectly smart. We, no one that during that time, no one called them smart devices. That wasn't what they were. I think, I don't know when, um, the first time they, you know, that word started to be more widely used, I would say probably in the early to mid two thousands where things started to kind of become a little bit more prominent in the smart world, um, especially with smartphones and everything just going, you know, to a Well, smart. it's interesting you say that because, uh, uh, this will put us on a tangent, but Uh-oh. Uh-oh. in 1999, Disney channel, came oh out my gosh, the movie, smart house, smart house, <laughs> I was I was really hoping that would come up in this conversation, and you just made my day. Yeah, you just made my day. There. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but uh, I don't know if you want to go to uh, back in the day. Somehow oh, we man. always come to this uh, this turning point in our podcast where we drop knowledge and then and then go somehow to, reminisce yeah. going back in the day. Um, yeah, nineteen what nineteen ninety nine. Well, let's take a let's take a second here to admire Disney Channel movies, oh, which at that time uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it was like late '90s, early 2000s when Disney Channel movies were like the best. It was you know you you could either you know whether it was staying home from school, but they were always on at night, and they had that awesome theme song, and it just like they had good content. Like I felt like they invested in content. Now like. You know, I don't even, I don't know. I'm not a kid anymore, so I don't, I don't watch that stuff. So maybe they're still investing in it, but, but Smart House was, oh, that was a revolutionary movie. Uh, in 2015, a Entertainment Weekly went back and ranked all of the Disney Channel movies. Yeah. Uh, they ranked Smart House as number one. Oh, good. Good. I'm trying to think of other, uh, other prominent ones like Alley Cat. Uh, Alley Cat was good. Yeah. And uh, Xenon uh, Girl of the Twenty First Century, I think, right? Okay, yeah, I think that's right. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think of there were some real bad ones. Once Halloween they, Town. Oh, any of the Halloween movies were? I'm surprised actually that's not up there because the Halloween movies, Halloween Town, those were like you had to watch during Halloween. Oh man, now I want to go back and watch that. Um, but Smart House was up there. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. Also 99. See, that was like prime time. And there was like a couple actors and actresses that were like in all, in all of them. Of them. Yeah. In all of them. I couldn't tell you their names, but if I saw them, uh, I would know. There was that one guy that I think that one uh, kid that like all the girls like swooned over. And I forget his name. He was in. Like, from Johnny time. Tsunami? I think it might have been from Johnny Tsunami. Uh-oh. Did he have like blonde hair? Dirty blonde hair? No. Johnny Tsunami was a, uh, uh, I mean, he was a uh, island, you know, Pacific Islander looking guy. Okay. Got it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I Oh, you're talking about the Alley Cat Strike Kid? Maybe. The main character? I thought the main character was a girl in that, though. Well, yes. Yes and no. Like, she was the main character, but then... I think the the oh, I don't remember the movie, 
But yeah. anyways, <laughs> we we seriously digress because we've gotten we off of even the smart house. <laughs> no, like we've gotten off of. I, I was just trying to stick us to the movie Smart House. Yeah, but, but then once you get into Disney Channel movies, it's just it's a slippery slope. But I think the um, interesting talking point from this kind of back in the day with with Smart House is. The house takes over, right? It's, yeah. it's interesting that in 1999, we were talking about all of this, you know, technology that technology was going to take over. Yeah. And at what point does this actually, you know, could this potentially actually come back around and sure. take over? And it's funny, uh, I'm about to say this, and this sounds like hilariously dumb, um, but Smart House was the 1984 for like millennials. Yeah. It's like, like, I mean, I, and I read, uh, or listened to however you want to talk, uh, call it for those who debate that the whole audible thing that's for another day. Um, but I, I read 1984 and I thought that was really fascinating, but like smart house, like if you ask anybody in the, you know, 25 to 35 range, like I'm sure most people have seen smart house and, you know, only a handful have, uh, have, read or listened to uh 1984 but but it really is you know it's it's you know taking it to the extreme uh fun fact on smart house uh i i heard this the other day um that uh lamar burton was the director of smart house reading rainbow lavar burton was the director of smart house isn't that crazy he is yeah He's listed here yeah that's that's wild hmm. i didn't know he did stuff like that but you know Reading Rainbow, why not? Um, anyway, digression again, but uh, but yeah, I think that that movie really took it to the extreme, and really, and because smart devices, I think, were starting to come a little bit more onto the scene, and you know, it was very bare minimum. If, if you actually go back and watch that film, I'm sure a lot of that technology looks super old school, yeah. Um, even though they're trying to make it, you know, really high tech, but anyway. Well, I'll transition into my dropping some knowledge because um, I'm sure Smart House will come up again. But um, so I actually had I, I was looking for some stats. I, I tend to nav or um, gravitate towards towards numbers, and um, so actually uh, I read that America's smart home market is projected to grow by 63 percent um, by 2020, and I think that is a testament, you know, in the last, I want to say in the last five to 10 years, um, smart devices have become more affordable. Um, and that's, you know, and, you know, people who are, and, and to pair with that as well, the, the younger millennial and, and just over that are, are starting to get to an age where they can purchase houses or even be interested in investing in their apartment or house. So, this makes a ton of sense to me why it probably is growing, you know, a good, you know, 50 to 60% almost every year because things are getting more affordable. There's more things out there. And as soon as one person gets it or another person gets it, it becomes more of a, uh, a society thing where, you know, it's weird not to have some type of smart device in your house. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, so actually, uh, I think you you made uh, a comment about this earlier, but nine out of ten appliances sold this year will have some element of automation in it. So interesting. Um, you know, I'm curious what those that one percent or ten percent of devices are, um, or um, or appliances are. But but really, like everything has some type of you know, you get a you buy a new dryer, you know, it's got some type of automation to it. It's not necessarily that you can program things from your phone, but a lot of them are doing that. Um, and I mean, you look at you look at refrigerators nowadays. Uh, I mean, we just got a new one; we didn't get top of the line, but they have refrigerators where, that have a camera in them that you can access on your phone, and you can see, oh, I have I need eggs, or oh, I need you know, and mm -hmm. it's and as as. You know, silly as that is to be like, well, what the heck? Why would you need? You don't. Need, I mean, and trust me, you don't need it right now because it's like an extra grand just to get that type of yeah. fridge. But when you're in the in the grocery store and you're like, crap, I didn't look at the fridge before I left. Yeah, it's it's it saves you time and effort, and that's what smart devices are all about. So, um, and actually, if 
I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had to guess what the number one selling smart devices in homes, what would you say it is? Number one. The most common, the most common thing that people buy. And, and are you saying smart as in connecting to your phones or just in general, like programmable? Yeah, I would say programmable. Like it, it's in houses, but, um, and think more, um, entertainment system like your, your home theater. Actually, no. Um, and they might've been looking at it from an appliance standpoint. So maybe that TV didn't go into it. Cause I would actually think TV as well. Um, but it's actually a vacuum. So it's your Roombas of the world. Interesting. Actually, um, the number one thing now it's not all room is that by per- but, is that percentage or overall sales uh percentage i believe um so um but i thought that was kind of interesting i as as someone who has a lot of smart devices in their house um i do not have a smart vacuum and mm-hmm. partially because of the challenges that um we i have two levels essentially mm-hmm. and um you know we did just get new um vinyl flooring so it could technically it doesn't have different widths and stuff like with our old carpet but um but yeah so i mean it makes sense though i i I think i know if i went around and talked to people i think you know a lot of the people that have anything smart in their house have have a vacuum which is kind of cool um what what do you have in your house so i have uh so i have Three, well, actually four smart cameras from a security standpoint. I have uh, the Ring doorbell. I have a Ring um, floodlight in the back. I have a uh, Piper, and I have a Canary, which are both camera um, security systems. Now, this is something I wanted to kind of actually talk about in this um, thing is, uh, you know, and that's just, just just the start of this but smart homes you know can be very daunting to kind of start a smart home like if you make an initiative like you know what i want to start maybe it's alexa i have have an alexa as well Mm -hmm. um so you know you might start simple like that but it's like all right well what's alexa doing besides talking to me right so it's oh i want alexa to do this or control this or whatever and so you need other smart devices that work with alexa and um, and so when I was making a lot of decisions on, you know, the first camera that we bought was Piper and I was like, Oh, I wanted a camera that you could, you know, sound an alarm off of like yeah, a security system where you can just like, it can go off at a, if I needed it to. Um, and that would be really cool. And then we got Canary, which was another, you know, um, one that very basic camera, but like can send you notifications when movement goes by it. Same with, with Piper and then ring was like, well, we specialize in, you know, in front of doors and outside and, you know, and send you notification there. And, um, one of the biggest things that, um, you know, in doing some research into this, um, is, you know, I've always wanted to find, um, devices that work seamlessly together. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow I've found myself in this eclectic, assortment of of cameras and lights and um different devices in the house that kind of work together but kind of don't um they work with the things that i need them to work with um so for instance when uh and i i feel like i'm saying this and like you know if there was some thief trying to like analyze what happens at my house they probably could do this but um but essentially, like when I, I have it programmed, so when I leave a certain radius of my house, um, I can have the lights go off, I, uh, all of the alarm systems go on and to alert, um, and uh, the heat will go down to, I have the Nest thermostat, so the mm-hmm. heat will, will go down to a certain level. Um, and a lot of that, you know, there's, there's middleware, I don't know for, I don't know if you've ever used this, but IFTT. Um, is this app um, that's pretty common with smart homes where you can essentially it's, it's middleware so you can be like hey I want you this this camera to connect to my phone so that when my phone radius leaves this area it does something and I'll be like I want it to do this and people are coding basically these things and this sounds complicated uh, it's actually not that complicated with the with that app it makes it pretty easy um, but you can just pick from a number of different like 
if this, then that, that's what the IFTT means. Yeah. Um, you know, do this type of thing. And, um, and I've really, you know, I've really bought into that stuff, but it is an eclectic sort. So I think, I think, uh, you know, my one question becomes privacy and the, uh, ability, well, just overall security, right? Mm -hmm. So you have this security system that is essentially tied to something, you know, that is then tied to your phone. Mm -hmm. I could see ways where someone would hack into your, system yeah and be able to alter that and thus be able to avoid you know all your thing yeah i think that's that's true i think that can probably be said about most security cameras i feel like there's some way to hack into them but what i will say is i feel pretty confident that most thieves are not that smart (laughs) i mean i i i don't know i'm not the smartest guy in the world i feel like smart devices themselves are already complicated at um with you know connecting and sometimes certain things so that you know if a thief is that smart and can hack into a computer or, or my phone or any technology take my stuff you know you get you've won you've won like I just, you know, and that's that's kind of how, you know, I, I kind of feel with that stuff is like I'm not going to I try not to burden myself with like the worries of that stuff, because yep. at the end of the day, you know, there if there's a thief, there's a, a you know, they're going to figure out a way in and it's probably going to activate my cameras or whatever. And I'll, I'll figure it out. Now, I will say that, like, when certain things happen and like, um, let's say the power goes out or whatever. Like, my cameras will go down, and then I'm like, whoa, what happened? Like, what's going on? Um, you know, and I have some that, like, are can be hardwired and whatnot. So that type of thing is – I, I almost think that as a – certainly from a camera and a security measure, it, it does put me on edge a little bit more. I've actually left work early a couple times because I'm like, this is weird. Why did this camera go off? Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. and then it freaks me out, whereas if I didn't have these cameras, I'd be just going on with yeah. my day and yeah. come home at work and be fine. But um, so that is something that I think, you know, to consider when you get in more, more and more smart device, especially with cameras, um, you know, you might be a little bit more alert. So do you have any smart devices? Yeah, so, so I have an Alexa and I have a Furbo. Furbo? So a Furbo is... <laughs> is that like a Furby? <laughs> no. Please tell me it is. <laughs> no. It's a do- uh, dog treat dispensing... Oh! Uh camera as well yes. uh you can yes. talk to your dog okay um so so i guess that you know i, I didn't wouldn't really have think pictured about, you as a furbo customer i i got on early <laughs> it was a kickstarter yeah got on early cool and uh you know i can't say i use it a lot okay. but it does monitor um sound and noise yes. and so then i know you know if my dog's barking Yep. I can look at the camera and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, can't control the camera or anything like that. Right. Other than throwing out treats. <laughs> you can, if the, can a dispense. thief walks in, you can spit <laughs> yes. out treats at yes. him. Yeah. Yes. Um, can you talk through it? You can okay. talk through cool. it. Yep. You cool. can talk through it. Um, so there, there's a speaker on the other end. Um, it's got night vision as well, so okay. it, it's a pretty good device. Yeah, um, you can you can play a sound various uh, various sounds when the treat gets dispensed. Oh, so your dog knows that a yeah. treat is coming. Is that uh, is that Pavlov's theory? Do you know what that is? Y- yeah. I think it's Pavlov. Yeah, where you train them with like a certain like tone or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, because my dog doesn't always find the treat if yeah. If she doesn't know it's coming. Yeah. Especially in the dark. <laughs> huh? What? Even though she's a beagle, so she senses She should be yeah. really good with that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, so I only I, I only have really those two. Um obviously I have, you know, the basics that sure. you know the I like to turn on my lights, um, you know, and when the sun goes down and so that mm. anytime I come home you know, my outdoor lights are on. Yeah. When they turn back off when the, yeah. that type of stuff, but not in a smart sense, more as a automated sense. Yeah. Um, now what, um, what are you using Alexa for right now? Nothing. <laughs> so it, you're kind of like the hotel where it's kind of a gimmick where 
you know, it's cool. Plays music. Okay. Yeah. I use it a little bit of music. Uh, currently, yeah, there's really I I haven't taken nearly enough advantage of it. Um, one of the things that I wanted since I bought a house, um, you know, eight years ago, the the first thing that I wanted to do was buy a nest. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. I wanted yeah. to buy a nest, and I just have never gotten around <laughs> to doing it. It's not for financial reasons, not for any other reason than yep. I have just never gotten around to doing it. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. It's, I was as a nest uh, owner, I will say um, nest doesn't work in order to fully operate nest at the perfect, you know, you can connect it to your phone and I think that's fine. And a lot of things can actually connect to your phone. Um, one of the first um, things that we did when I started or when my wife and I started investing in smart devices was you need like a hub and the hub can kind of, you know, talk with these devices and let them work seamlessly together. But I think a phone actually does acts as a hub in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but with like the Nest, it's actually it's actually really nice because you can what we were finding with our just generic you know thermostat that we had was that we would you know, probably one out of four or five days, we would leave the house and like leave the heat on. And it's like, well, you're wasting money that way. And, mm-hmm. um, and sure. It's like, I think it's a couple hundred dollars to invest in it, but then you get like a rebate back because you're saving energy your your bill goes down. I mean, it probably pays for itself after like a first year or so, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. But the one thing I'll say, uh, you know, uh, one of my, my, probably my favorite thing, aside from the automated things from the phone, um, my favorite thing are actually the lights. Um, so we went with, uh, I have mostly hue lights around the house and, uh, the two best benefits of it is, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, my wife and I will go and sit down on the, we'll get home from work, or whatever. Maybe she cooked dinner or maybe grabbed dinner or whatever. Um, and we'll go and like sit down on the couch and we got like our, you know, to just watch TV and eat dinner or chat or whatever. And we'll sit down and we'll like have the plate on our in our hands or lap or whatever. And you're like, well, I want to watch this show, but I don't want the lights on. And just to be quickly to be able to like, Alexa, turn living room lights off. And it's like, pew. And then like, oh, great, movie mode. And like, it is a definitely a lazy thing. Yeah. It is definitely yeah, a lazy thing. That was my first. I didn't want to say <laughs> it. You say. said it. So <laughs> I didn't want to say it because, you know, I'm perfectly... Now, I think it's great that you can do that. Yeah. I do think it's great that you can do that. But I'm perfectly content with the few steps that I need to take. To- but those steps add up. Those steps add up. Yeah. And I burn calories. <laughs> and, and That I- is fair. That is fair. I'll give you that. But it's it's nice, too. One of the other things, and you, we could program this, but what we'll do is when we go to bed, you know, Oh crap! We left all the lights on. Oh Alexa, turn all lights off. Pew 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 pew. Like all over the house. Like it's just, it's cool. It's cool, and it you know, it's just great. Can we go back to you ate dinner while watching TV with the lights off? Well, not all the time, but yeah, <laughs> I I am a big fan. I mean, we have a pretty um, a decent living room, and it can get pretty dark in there, and not like super dark, but like it can get pretty dark where it's like great for watching TV and movies. And I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm a snob with that stuff. So my wife does not in the care. Dark. I would rather eat in the dark with a great visual well film, lit well lit experience TV. than, uh, than to a fully lit, you know, watching TV in that way. I just feel like it, it takes away. TV is so cool right now. It's so visually appealing. You're just taken away from the ambiance. I feel like this is leading us into our, fr- our friendship test. Okay. I mean, we kind of already touched on this because I'm willing to take the steps to turn <laughs> off the lights. You apparently are not. You sure. love the novelty of... No, it's not a novelty. No, it is, it's, no, a novelty is you having an Alexa just so you can say, Hey, Alexa, what's the weather? Like, you know. But I don't even use it for that. That's the thing. So I, you're not even using it right. I I used it to for a little while I was using Alexa to uh text or text I guess however you can chat through Alexa okay with people to to like my relatives to other who also, Alexa yeah, people that's about the only and, and then to play music but but so a speaker 
That's all. So, so I guess my my first my first real friendship test <laughs> with you is when you go to bed, do, do all the lights get turned off? Yes. Well, I still need to install a couple of Hue lights, so it's <laughs> it's like ninety so, so, so the percent there. The ones the ones that are not Hue lights get left on because you probably left them <laughs> on because you forgot. We have to make sure that those lights are off. But more often than not, it's just the hallway lights, and I just need to do three more. But the kitchen, the dining room, the living room, outside, uh, outside also is um, is Hue. Yes. So in our bedroom. In our bedroom. Does go off? Yes. Now, uh, with the, I actually don't, I didn't program the outside lights to be programmed with all of the lights. So when I voice command like all lights, it's not part of that because we have that emotion detector or motion sensor. So mm. I actually don't mind when the light goes on. It, you know, and sometimes it might spook somebody if you know they come up at night or mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna like that on. But yeah, almost all of the devices are connected. I just, I think I need like one or two more bulbs for Hue lights and I'll be, I'll be set. I'll be set. But yes, it is not a novelty. It is a convenience and it is worth it. It, And especially if you have a small house or an apartment, I think that's, it's even better. Wouldn't it be the opposite? I feel like it would be the opposite. If it's a big house, it'd be more worth it than, well, I guess what I'm saying is with a small house, if you're looking at my first example of like you sit down for t- to, to watch TV or whatever, like but that's one thing too. I don't always turn the lights all the way off. I can say because hue lights have variant levels of light, so I can say, hey, you know, um, Alexa, turn living room lights to ten percent, and it'll turn them almost all the way down, so we mm-hmm. can see our food and yep. eat, you know, but have like a good you know visual experience. So, <laughs> I, so that's what I was saying with a small apartment or something, you could still do that and voice command it and you know it's just it feels cool it's pretty awesome i the one thing that i was i'm a little bummed with is um so xbox had the connect for a while and so for a good period of time um like if you had the xbox with the connect which we did um you could literally walk in the room and do any like command the tv the xbox you know, which is essentially the DVD, the Blu-ray player, the lights, like all that stuff was voice command, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. But now, now we have to like, like a mutant, we have to <laughs> like, like, a click a, like a click a button to you, turn the TV. You've on. got to functionally <laughs> press something. It's terrible. It's oh. terrible. How how <sighs> how dare it? <sighs> how dare it? I can't do this from my phone. Although I think I think uh, Xbox has the smart glass. It's a it's a phone app. Is that is that more video? What is? I think it's a controller. Class? Oh, on your phone. Yeah. At least yeah. It, it. You know, back in the day uh, of the Xbox 360, I had yeah. the smart glass. Okay. So instead of having to go, it actually, I did like this because instead of having to go in and like when you had to type in a password, mm-hmm. you know, you're using the controller and like going X and. Mm-hmm. Q and two, three. Yeah. Those are not my passwords, but <laughs> oh, good, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> if you, if you think that is, uh, but you'd use your phone sure. and the keyboard on your phone and then type in your, you know, type in the password Okay, in your phone. So then, yeah. you know, I, I really enjoyed it for that, but yeah, um, that's fair. That, yeah. that I feel like is a valuable use of a smartphone. Uh, there's not, uses. not standing up. <laughs> To turn off the lights, I I don't know. I well, you don't. Maybe that's the one day. You're maybe that's do it. the age difference. The the, <laughs> the two. If those two, the two years, year oh, age man, gap that we have a huge huge gap there. <laughs> um, what about what about some of your? Uh, do you have any smart appliances yet? Um, so we don't have. We actually are getting all new appliances, which are you know technically fall on the the smart, but we didn't automated. Yeah, they're more automated. Um, uh, they you know they're they're nice. They're, we got all Samsung, so you know I think with stuff like that, um, you know I like investing in in um, companies like a Samsung because I know that they they're already in the smart world mm-hmm. and. I also am a Samsung user with my phone. Uh, so, Samsung TV. Uh, I don't have a Samsung. I do have oh. a I know. I missed out. 
wow. I have a Sony, um, but uh, I might reinvest at, at some point. But yeah. I, I do have a 4K TV. But that aside, um, but yeah, so I, I want to ask you as a friendship test. Um, so, you know, when you think appliances being, you know, smart or smart or not, they're, they are kind of in an automated function. Um, you know, are you kind of a night, uh, a night dishwasher, washer, dryer runner, or are you kind of like an anytime a day? I'm definitely, um, the, the dishwasher. I'm for sure a during, you know, at night mm-hmm. it's got to run during, during the night. Um, I'll always set it up to, to run overnight washer dryer. Uh, it's, I mean, I got to do it whenever I can do yeah. it. Yeah. I, the, the other thing, the way my house is set up, my bedroom is directly above my washer and dryer. So mm. if it's running, it's, you know, it's loud, yes. not loud, but yeah. it's not, you know, perfectly quiet, Yes, which you know, I live almost in the country and like, like the, yeah. you know, no sound. And yeah. So I think that's, um, you know, I, so I am someone who, and you know, I will caveat with saying my wife and I, uh, do this because she'll be like, you don't run the laundry at all. But, um, but typically we'll do it. Laundry kind of falls in that category. It's like do it whenever you need to. Um, I, we don't typically do dishwasher at night. Uh, typically it's kind of anytime, mm-hmm. um, we, we need to, but, but I try to avoid the night running of things. If I, if it was my choice and it's not my choice, but if it was, um, more often than not, it's, it's no, because it's exactly what you said. It's, it's the noise. And I would like, especially the dryer when the dryer's running at night, I mean, sometimes it'll just be so because we have those dryer balls too. Oh yeah, those, the, and it's just like do, 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 like the whole thing, and it's yeah. like ah, oh, yeah. You throw like, a jacket in there, and it's a do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I think just, those those sound effects need to go in our intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that. That should be that should be a whole thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I just don't love that. I think the the washer the the washer or dishwasher, excuse me, uh, is an interesting topic that I'd like to touch on at at some point in this podcast. Oh, okay. Because I feel like we've had this discussion before, you and I, yeah. about washing dishes before they go into the dishwasher. Have we talked about this? Because I think, I'm fascinated by that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure so, we have. So we'll we'll have to come back to this. Yeah. You know, yeah. At a, a future podcast, maybe a maybe a chore chore theme, <laughs> yes, chores, chores. But um, um, I think uh, you know we're getting to that time somehow. Well, what did, how do we do this again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me caveat, and this is going to make this longer than we're even trying to do. But Brian and I talked about this before of how we need to cut down how much talking we do. I mean, we want to be an entertaining group here, but. We uh, we were trying. We were like we we originally when we started this podcast, it was going to be a thirty minute podcast. Yeah. And somehow every time we're an hour, and it's yeah. because we ramble like this. And I apologize, but but here's the yeah. thing: is people can count on at about fifty three minutes, fifty two to you know fifty three, we're going to get to delusional thinking. Yep. And if that's your your bit, you know <laughs> to go to that you part. Just come back to that because I think that is probably you know that's one of our stronger segments. So so I, let's I, hit some delusional thinking. All right, all right, let's do it. So this week we're, we're talking smart homes, smart houses, smart devices. I, I think the the only logical way to go with this for our delusional thinking, uh, and and for those who of you who don't don't know what this segment is, it's kind of a you know, pie in the sky. We know it will never happen, but you have to pick one way or the other. Um, and this week we're going to go with, would you rather have a fully automated life mm-hmm. or not automated at all? So we're talking, you know, almost everything other than your thought process of, Oh, geez. You know, walking and breathing and, yeah. and, you know, getting up in the morning and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, eating. Wait, uh, so eating is automated too? No, eating. Oh. You physically still have to, well, okay. still have to eat. Okay. I guess we didn't even discuss if you want to talk like, do you have to make the decision to, 
I feel like any decision making has to be done yeah. by you. Like, sure. so you're not the automated part is you, not or, or even if the automation or whatever it is is like proposing, hey, you know, take your vitamin. Yeah, you don't have to. You, it's still your choice, right. To take them, right? Okay. So yeah. that versus no automation at all, going back in the day. Yeah, I mean, what was that? That's essentially. Well, that's that. Oh man. That's that's pre nineteen seventy pre nineteen seventy. What was it? The X or something? X ten. X ten. Right. Uh, X ten. Sure. Yeah. No. I. I. That. That's interesting. Um, I think. Yeah. Obviously, we're dealing with two extremes here. Yeah. Um, my opinion, as uh, and I'll just kind of walk you through my thoughts to this, um, is I'm going to go the fully automated route. Um, I know there are some costs to that, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a minute. But I think from um, an ease, from uh, an ease of life, I think there's so many benefits to that. I mean, to be, you know, taking away now. Again, I'll get to the cons. I'm quickly coming to the cons. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll change sides. Um, but I think there's so many, you know, the the chores. You know, vacuuming sucks. Okay, well, let's get a robot to do that for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, keeping you know time and and you know, I'm heading home from work right now. I have an automated car that self drives me. Right, I'm assuming is that a part yep, of this? Yep, yep. Yeah. So like a self driving car, which you know interesting in the news like that stuff's like happening like yeah. they are doing that stuff if you're not you know i look into that it's it's really cool kind of how they're doing that but yeah that that does bring up a, a interesting topic because uh i'm someone who firmly believes that if if driving was automated mm-hmm. we would have zero traffic yeah yeah i think there'd be some i'm maybe i'm thinking pessimistically but you know, there's still like, you know, people merging onto certain streets. And yeah, but but and- the whole reason behind a lot of slowdowns is because, like, if you if you watch, there's this fascinating video that I've seen that it's cars driving in a circle, and they're all following each other at the same speed, and yep. then you have one person hit the brake lights, yeah, and the ripple effect in that whole circle yep. behind that one, like, yeah. So not being at the proper distance from somebody mm-hmm. has a way more impact than I think sheer number of people yeah. who are merging and and because if you see someone merging more than likely if you properly slow down and get you know uh allow them in mm-hmm. that's having less of an impact if the person behind you is then you know corresponding at the same yep. rate that's yeah that's, yeah and, and innately you know we like to think i'm sure a lot of us like think, oh well, i'm a good driver like i you know i don't get yeah. in accidents whatever we're all all probably bad drivers and um just varying levels of bad right um so, I, I i think that's a you know another topic that that i'd like yes, to talk to yes. to uh is traffic oh yeah so maybe you we'll know, save more of that conversation yeah. for that but um so yeah so anyway then like from a from a um you know an automation standpoint i just think the ease of life will just be you know all the things that you don't want to do you have a robot essentially Mm -hmm. doing it and um you know with that um you know obviously and and i'm probably going to focus more on the cons now because they're coming to my mind as i talk about this stuff um but I think it, it does breed a lazier society. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, a you know, you know, if you if, if robots are doing all the things nobody wants to do, then how do you one, you're lazy because you're not doing the stuff yourself. Um, and two, um, how are you like learning that? You know, I, I feel like I was raised on in a household that was like, you got to work hard and like earn mm-hmm. everything you get and all that stuff. Um, and I think, you know, you, if you lose all the, the stuff that nobody wants to do, then you're just doing stuff you want yep. to do. And yep. it, I think it's, it's a slippery slope. I, I think it's a very slippery slope. Yeah. That's almost why I'd pick the not automated. Okay. Now, the, the only thing that I'm uh, kind of debating here is obviously I think I think if you were to tell, give this to me, uh, probably 12 to 15 years ago. Yep. Easy. You know, I don't have a smartphone. I don't, 
you yeah. know, smartphones aren't a thing. Yeah. There's not all this communication. So mm-hmm. the automated side of things from a smart device mm-hmm. and that isn't there. So I think it's easier for me to go sure. to the not automated uh even though I do have some things that are automated, you know, lights and yeah, and you know, being able to time my washer dryer and yeah. washer, a dishwasher, and all that kind of stuff, obviously makes that easier. Yeah, I think I'm someone who would much, um, much rather go to the not automated side, and and I would hope, well. If I'm the only person going to the automated and I have to live in a oh, society where everyone else is that's automated, interesting. Uh, I, I'm in trouble. Yeah. But I don't think for this, the case of this, I think you, everyone is. I think because every- that is a easy, like, oh, you're alienated. Yeah. And the guy who has all the tech, actually, the guy who has all the technology and is fully automated in a world that isn't. Is probably viewed as a witch yeah. or something that yeah. is probably going to die yeah. um, at that time, like a wizard or something. E- either way, e- it's probably so, bad. Either way, but. so I, that's why I would rather go the the not automated. I think we're just a little bit closer to that that point of uh, I want to say like the tipping point. We're closer to the not automated side than we are sure. to the automated yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, in our civilization. So, um, you know, I think it's a little bit more unknown. You yeah. know, do we run into the smart house situation where yep. you now can't think because you've never had to, th- you know, you've right. never had to really push yourself right. in. And now the the robot AI is actually making the decisions yeah. for you even though you think you're making right. the decisions that kind of now, thing and i think that actually leads to you know thinking of smart house specifically um so if i remember correctly in that movie uh the kid program like i don't know how i don't know where this kid got this knowledge I, maybe he learned it somewhere he won but, the competition so that's yeah he's a smart kid no, so yeah he's a smart kid but i mean like he could he basically reprogrammed the smart house to be more motherly and you know and then it that's what kind of triggered it to just like spiral out of control into this like overlord mother you know like trying to you know be an actual mother even though it was a house kind of thing um so what i was getting at with that is that you know this is worst case scenario but like with technology comes really smart people who can break technology or hack technology or any of that stuff. And that I think is the biggest fear is the risk associated, you know, a variety of risks, but the risk associated with this automation and smart devices where it's one, it's, Oh, the government knows where I am at all times and what I'm doing and what I say, and they can tune in through my cameras if they wanted to, or, you know, the automated car and, uh, Oh, well, what happens when it goes rogue or someone hacks into it and I crash and I die. And, I think there's a morbid side to that. It honestly, is the reason why Smart House was made at that time is because people act in, in 1984, where it's like technology is coming, like and it's scary and it's going to rule our lives and robots. Yeah, and- I, I think I think in, in uh, we may be stepping outside the bounds of our delusional thinking with, with <laughs> but that's that, delusional thinking, right? Man. Right, but, yeah, but okay. um, I think I think we're talking in an ideal world because if if that were the case, uh, I guess in my mind you're only making thoughts. You're not you're not even really having like you're you're having to make decisions um, on things, and and the computers or you know AI is doing everything else. Mm-hmm. So everything. like you're not even having to go to work and and do run numbers as a you know marketing sure. analyst yeah the computer is doing all of that yeah you just have to say oh run this number like yeah. i want this number yeah i'm making the decision that i want this yeah I'm, um interesting because everything else is automated right yeah that, that's your full life is automated that's true yeah, but I still think that there's risk associated with all that right like aside from the laziness and all that like i think people can you can say, hey, maybe maybe you're you're 
your everything automation is you're telling the ro- the computer to say, hey, hey hack, hack into, into this. Hack hey. into Brian's computer. Yeah, and honestly. And so, although I won't have a computer because I'm the only person not automated. <laughs> it doesn't have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think, though, you know, for me, and I think part of that is inspired by, you know, the last couple of years of owning a home and becoming more smart in that way and, and, and leaning and, and being fascinated, honestly, like really loving like what goes into making things smart and and um, how do you like be more automated out of the home? I think that inspires me to kind of go that path towards automation, and also you know to go back to let's say 1970 where there's no you know automation or whatever. I think would be you know a challenge with all the luxuries that we have now to just go back and do that. I don't know. I'm not typically a future guy, but I think in this scenario, like I would rather have all automation. Well, we want to hear you're, you're now a hundred or excuse me, uh, an hour and three minutes in something like that. Oh, geez. Uh, hopefully you've made it this far, but we want to hear what you think about our delusional thinking. Yes. I think so. We we haven't uh, posted these things yet, but now we have a Facebook page. Uh, follow us. Oh crap! I think it's at the quest for one hundred. Um, I'll, I'll I'll get that correct the next time. If it's not, um, you made it. I did. I did. But quest I for one hundred. Oh, not. gotcha. Um, um, but we have a Facebook page. Uh, you can follow us um, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You know, in your automated life, you'd know that I, I it was would just would, quest for one hundred. Quest for one hundred podcast. So we're gonna start posting these questions. And we're going to start driving people to that page. That's that's what we're going to start doing because we want people to, um, to to chime in on this stuff because we think it's interesting. Hopefully you do, you do as well. Well, thanks for spending uh, an hour and seven minutes <laughs> with, hour us. with us. Wow. <laughs> really, at some point, we will, we will figure this thing out to how to condense it down to 30 to 40 minutes oh, that we that first was, talked about. Wow. Okay. We yeah. even skipped things. That's the we thing. Did. We, did. we skipped things and still ended up with with uh, over an hour. Over an hour. It's just it's it's a habit, but we'll we'll, we'll correct it for you for you listeners. We'll get there. Unless you like an hour, we'd <laughs> love to know if you like <laughs> if you like an hour listening an hour. Yeah, we'd love to know. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for joining us for episode three of the Quest for One Hundred. See ya.